Welcome to the next message from Encounter Church. For more information about our church, visit us online at EncounterPGH.com. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the message. Well, again, so thankful that everyone is here tonight. My name is Jared. I'm the lead pastor of Encounter Church. And uh, tonight, I have been waiting all month for this moment. We have been in a message series at our church on Sunday mornings called He Shall Be Called that comes from a famous passage of Scripture that is read all the time during the Christmas season. It comes from Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. And uh, the screen should have the, the verse on it. It says, For to us a child is born... And to us, a child is, or a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. And all month long, what we have been doing is we've been analyzing each one of those names and learning how they apply to our lives. And we actually have learned that Jesus is not just a man. He was not just a baby. He wasn't even just a perfect human being or even just a savior. He has come so that we might have life every day and live in victory and have peace in our lives. And so all of these things, that's what I love about Jesus, is that he's action-oriented. Everything about Jesus, it's not about something that happened along ago, and it's not about something that will happen one day. What we have learned throughout this series is that it's about who he is now in our lives. And so tonight, I'm really excited to to examine the last one, the Prince of Peace. And I think that this is timely because I think there are so many of us, myself included, who are searching for peace. I think we need peace. Uh, I think it's interesting that when there's the beauty pageants and things like that, we see people always say, what could, what could the world use the most of? And the answer is world peace. Peace is something everybody wants, and yet it seems so difficult to come by. And yet Jesus is called the Prince of Peace. And so... In just a few minutes, we're going to have a special candlelight moment where we're going to actually sing the song Silent Night together. Uh, and, but I thought before we do, I wanted to read the lyrics of the song and briefly explore the meaning of the song and how Jesus as Prince of Peace is relevant to our lives. Just listen to the lyrics, maybe without singing it. Perhaps this is your first time, you've never paid attention to actually the lyrics of it. It says this, Silent night, holy night, all is calm and all is bright. Round yon virgin, mother and child, a holy infant so tender and mild, sleep in heavenly peace. Silent night, holy night, the shepherds quake at the sight. Glories stream from heaven afar, heavenly hosts sing alleluia. Christ the Savior is born. Silent night, holy night, son of God loves pure light. Radiant beams from thy holy face with the dawn of redeeming grace. Jesus, Lord, at thy birth. You know, it was a silent night. It was a peaceful night when Jesus was born. It was a, in the stillness of the night, the Bible tells us that, that this moment came along that changed the world forever. And history would forever be changed. That our world would be rocked in the middle of a peaceful and silent night. And this song was actually taken directly out of a book of the Bible in Luke chapter 2 in the Gospel of Luke. And I wanted to read it for you. Now see if, as I read the scripture, if you can pick out the pieces of the song. Luke chapter 2, verses 4 through 14, it says, And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. 
And he traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, his fiancée, who was now obviously pregnant. And while they were there, the time came for her to be born, for her, for the baby, her baby to be born. She gave birth to her first child, a son, and she wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. And that night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. And suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said, I bring you good news and great joy to all the people. And the Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem in the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find him. You will find the baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. And suddenly, at this moment, the angel was joined by a vast host of others and the armies of heaven praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. You see, the song Silent Night is singing about the Prince of Peace. It's singing about this baby who was born on a silent night, a holy night. It's holy because the Savior of the world, the one who would bring the thing that we all search for and yet cannot find on our own, Jesus would bring it. This scene from Luke chapter 2 where Jesus was born in a manger and shepherds were in the field of night, this is directly from the song that we see here. And what do the angels say happened? That the Savior had been born and that it would bring great joy to all people. You know, I was looking in, in the scriptures, as I often do during my study, about what words mean. I think, you know, when we try to translate a, a text that was written thousands of years ago in another ancient language, to try to translate it to English can be difficult. And one of the most interesting things that I like to do is actually do some study to figure out what the words meant in their original language. And uh, in this case, Prince of Peace is the Hebrew word Sar Shalom. Can I hear you guys say that with me? Sar Shalom. Sar Shalom. Now, what does that mean? Sar is, uh, is like uh, an official in charge of a, a commander, a chief, okay? So he is the chief of something. But the word on the end of it, you might be familiar with, Shalom. Shalom means peace. It means prosperity. It means success and welfare, a state of health. And it means actually completeness. It's translated as the Prince of Peace, but Shalom actually means so much more. In fact, you may have heard it before in movies, or maybe if you have any Jewish friends, you'll see someone and they'll say, Shalom. And then another person will respond back, Shalom. Shalom means peace, right? That's what we think. So the word Sar Shalom means Prince of Peace. But in reality, Shalom is so much more than just, hey, peace be with you. I want peace in my life. In fact, as you dig into the word, shalom is a word that really means well-being in every aspect of your life. All of it, the fullness of it, completeness of it. Physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually, shalom is more than just saying, hey, have a nice day. When you say shalom to someone, it means may all that you need for your well-being today be given to you this day. So when we think of Jesus as the Prince of Peace, Sar Shalom, he has not just given us some respite for our problems or our storms or our struggles that maybe many of us right now are feeling and carried into this room tonight. I'm grateful that I serve a God who loves me and has has enough power in his life and enough confidence in who he is that he is okay with me coming here with my struggles and with my pain and with my fears and with my doubts. Some of you maybe 
has not stepped into a church in quite a while because you think, man, what must God think of me? And I'm glad that you're here tonight because Sar Shalom, the Prince of Peace, the one who cares about your well-being in everything of who you are, is with us tonight. You see, Jesus is the official in charge of Shalom. He is the authority of well-being. And if you really want Shalom, if you really want your life to be in order, if you want your mind to be right, if you want your heart and your soul and your body to be in wellness, you need to come to the one who's been given all authority and in charge of that. The Bible calls him the official, the commander, the chief of Shalom. We should come to Jesus for those things. And yet we seek it everywhere else but Jesus oftentimes. All that is necessary for well-being is under his care. And all that we need for a well-lived life is found in him. And I think again, I mentioned this last week, John 10.10, Jesus specifically said his words, I have come so that you might have life and life abundantly or life to the full life of shalom, well-being. So what does this mean for us as we kind of wrap this up tonight and move into our candlelight? What does it mean for Jesus to be the Prince of Peace? How does that affect us? I think a couple things. The first thing is it gives us peace with God. Romans chapter 5 verse 1 says, Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. You see, before Jesus, we were separated from God. Our sin, our, our nature of who we are kept us completely separate from God. He is a holy God. And those of us who don't know Jesus or who have found him and re- remember what it was like before we found a relationship with him know that no matter what we did, we could not fill our lives with enough peace, with enough shalom, with enough, enough of, of, of anything. We were always searching for more. But Jesus comes along and gives us peace with God. He gives us well-being with God. He makes us right with God again. So how does shalom work? Shalom here is well-being spiritually. It's a completeness in our soul the Prince of Peace who cares about the completeness of our soul. The second thing I think of practical peace, what does Jesus give us is peace in our hearts. Because honestly, this is where I think it matters the most in practical living. You know, like, yeah, I don't want the person to rob my house. I don't want that war to happen. That's peace on an external basis. But you know, none of those things would happen if we had peace in our hearts. If we truly had peace with who we are. Philippians 4, 7 says, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. I mean, I can understand a lot. I'm a pretty smart guy, I think. I read books. I've been to school. I have a master's degree. I'm pretty smart, I think. But the Bible says that, that, that there is a peace available that comes from God that is beyond my intellectual and practical ability to understand it. That gives me hope. Why? Because that means that that the worst possible thing could happen in my life, that I could lose everything. And the Bible says that it will be a peace that will be available to us as children of God that transcends my mind's understanding in the middle of the worst possible scenarios. That is the Prince of Peace. That is shalom, well-being physically and emotionally, a completeness in our present circumstances. So peace with God, peace in our hearts, but then we can have peace with others. James 3, 18. If the worship team would like to come forward, 
It says, and those who are peacemakers. So now he's putting it in our hands. And he says, now those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. You see, the work of Jesus in our hearts must now flow outward. We have to be peacemakers. We have to be peace givers. I love that it says those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace. It's not an accident. We have to sow it. The peace that we receive with God dramatically changes who we are because now we have a connection to the life source of all creation. When we know Jesus, we have a connection to our Father, the one who knows everything about us and can give us guidance. And that's peace in our soul. And then that peace begins to transform us on the inside. That's peace in our hearts. We become different people when we know Jesus when we follow him and we experience his love and his joy and his mercy and his grace and his peace in our hearts, it changes us and we begin to act differently to our wives and to our children and to our coworkers and to the people on the street and our neighbors. You understand how this happens? God changes the world through us. He changes us first and then he uses us to be peacemakers. The peace of Christ at work in our souls and lives should now begin to overflow in our relationships. And we can show others the shalom that we have been given and invite them to it. This is the last part of shalom. Shalom is well-being relationally, completeness in our connection to others. So when I say that Jesus is the Prince of Peace, when the Bible says that Jesus is called the Prince of Peace, what he's really saying is that he gives us Shalom with God, well-being with our souls. Shalom in our hearts, completeness in, our, in who we are meant to be and who created to be. And then it flows out from uh, inside of us to bring wholeness and healing and restoration in relationships around us. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. He is the authority of Shalom. And all who follow him are promised that peace. Would you stand with me and close your eyes as we pray? Real quickly, in just a moment, we're going to have a special candlelight moment together. But before we do, I want to make sure that we're all on the same page, or at least create that opportunity. I, want, I feel like when the Lord speaks to us, we should respond. We should have some sort of action to say, I hear you, Father. I will now do something about it. And the first thing that we should ever do when we hear from the Lord, whenever we hear something that touches our heart, I believe we need to respond by giving ourselves to him first. And I just wanted to give someone, anyone in the room today who maybe has been running away or who has maybe for the first time ever heard about the peace that Jesus offers, I want to give you a chance today to begin a relationship with Jesus. And with everybody just your eyes closed, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. All I want, this is between you and God. If you want that peace, all you have to do is just tell him. The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that he's raised from the dead, you will be saved. So you just have to believe that Jesus is who he says he is. So I'm just going to lead us in a prayer. And if everybody just wants to say it out loud so that we're all together, because frankly, we all need it. If 
this is you and you want it today, just mean it from your heart. And I promise you what the Bible says, the Holy Spirit, his spirit will rush into your, into your soul and it will reconnect you. And instantly you are made right with God. You have shalom in your soul. And that is the beginning of, of a change in your life, the thing that you're waiting for. So right now, all of us around the room, Jesus, I need you. I believe in you. I want your peace. I need your peace. And I receive you in my life now. Lead me. Teach me. And I will follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. With your eyes still closed, I want to give you an opportunity now to receive peace in your heart. Maybe there's someone in the room who's not feeling right with themselves. They feel like they need that peace in their soul. I love what Pastor Don said, that when, when, when one comes to Christ, you are a new creation, but maybe you don't feel very new. Maybe, maybe you need peace in your heart. You need a reminder that you are loved, that you are valuable, that Jesus loves you. Today, the same that he did yesterday and the same that he will in the future, there is nothing that you can ever do to run away from him so far that he can't find you. And you want that peace. If you want that peace now with your eyes closed, just put your hand up. I want to pray for you. If you need peace in your heart tonight, nobody looking around. Yes. Anyone else? If you need peace in your heart, you need a reminder from God. Yes. Several people. You can put them down now. And right now, what I want you to do, if you feel comfortable, you don't have to, but if you feel comfortable, I just pray. Would you put your hands out in front of you like you're receiving a package? Just kind of put that out. And I'm going to pray now a blessing over you. And I believe that God is going to meet you here because God is the God of shalom. He is the peacemaker and he wants you to have value. So right now, Jesus, I pray that you would make good on your promises, that you would bring the peace of life, that you would show that you are a new creation, that every person in this room who follows you is not held back from their, from their pain or their struggles or their failures or their false identity. I pray that you would show them now with the spirit of God that, you, that they are loved. And they would be filled right now with a peace, an overwhelming peace. The peace from Philippians 4, 7 that says that they will have peace that extends beyond anything that we can understand. And I pray now that his peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Amen. And lastly, with your eyes closed, I want to give you an opportunity today to receive peace with others. If there is someone in the room who has a problem or a, an issue with a family member or a friend or a spouse or a child, any person at all, I want you to lift your hand up right now so I can see, because I want to pray for you. Do you have a problem with someone in your life? You need peace. You desperately want it. Let me see your hand. Yes, there are a few people in the room who need peace with others. You can put them down. Let's all pray now and receive that same peace. Father, now we, we call upon your promises that you will bring peace to the lives of those in this room, that every person who raised their hand, every single person who, who recognizes that there is a flaw somewhere in a relationship that they have, that you would mend it, that you would show yourself as the promise keeper, as the miraculous one, the strong God who will bring even, he will even heal broken relationships of years, 20, 30 years, fresh ones and old ones, that they would be mended in the name of Jesus. I pray that every person who, is, who remembered that there is a person they're struggling with, that you would give them peace in their lives and that you would do something so great in their heart 
that as they see that person the next time, as they talk to them or text them or Facebook message or whatever it might be, that you would give them good words, that you would help them to see that person differently, that they would love them unconditionally and that you would do the work of healing in those relationships. Bring peace to the relationships in our lives in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you for what you have done tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to go ahead and move now into our candlelight moment. And as we, as you came in today, you should have received uh, a candle. And our worship pastor and Kylie are going to sing Silent Night. And I would encourage you to sing along. And we're going to try to get the lights down as dim as we can um, so that we can enjoy this moment. But I would just want to leave you with this thought before we sing. Let's use this moment to seal what God has done in our hearts. Let's, let's, as we light these candles, let that candle light be a symbol in your heart of what Jesus has done inside of you tonight. Let it burn brightly in your heart. Let you have a commitment to be a receiver of peace, but also a giver of peace. Let's, let's, let's reflect on the shalom of Jesus, the Prince of Peace tonight. Someone will be coming around to light your candle. Let's just sing together and make this a holy moment. And in a few moments, I'll come back up and close our service out.
Jesus, thank you so much for coming. Thank you that you have given us life and peace. May the peace of God ever be with us. Thank you that you have made us right with you. That the creator of the universe loves us and has made a way home. Thank you that you have made us new and we can have peace in our hearts despite everything that is going on. And thank you that you will use us to bring peace, to be peacemakers, to restore relationships and mend fences. God, may the walls be torn down in this community and in this city and in our lives. May we be open to others. May we love others as Christ has loved us. And as we go from this place, we resolve to serve you, Jesus. We resolve to give you our lives with everything that you would ask so that others can receive the same grace. Thank you that you are the wonderful counselor. Thank you that you are mighty God, an everlasting Father who cares and guides us, and that you are the Prince of Peace. Let us live this. Let us remember this and let us walk forward into 2017 and carry those principles with us every day of our lives, not just at Christmas. Use us this year to bring many home to you. Keep us safe as we travel from this place. Let us have a wonderful holiday. Begin your work in our hearts even now. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. If you call Encounter Church Home or if you'd like to partner with us to support the work that God is doing here, you can take advantage of our online giving option. Just go to EncounterGiving.com. Also, stay up to date with us throughout the week by following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at EncounterPGH. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.